Hi, uh, this is John Walter, uh, along with Allie Goodman, and uh, we just finished recording our Overboard episode, uh, and uh, well, we had a bit of an issue. <laughs> Technical. Uh, we had to, we had to interrupt our recording for uh, several days, uh, as you'll find out as you listen. And when we came back, uh, our sound engineer, uh, who uh, is not union uh, <laughs> and is definitely you know not reliable, no, uh, did not change the settings on our mixing software to include uh, the mic. Uh, that we normally use in. So instead, uh, we were recording on the built-in microphone on the laptop, which was about four feet <laughs> away from me and about three feet away from Allie uh, for most of it. Uh, actually, more like five feet away from me yeah, as I lean back far. and look. Yeah. So we're going to probably sound like we're recorded inside a gymnasium. I haven't. We haven't actually listened to the playback yet, but oh, we're not sorry. about to re-record this podcast as no. long as it. As long as when I listen back during editing, as long as like we're legible, this is unfortunately what you're just going to have to deal with. You know, but at least you'll know that, you know, like, like, you know, unlike many uh, shitty cheap podcasts like like us, uh, we actually do have nice quality equipment normally and you'll be able to tell the difference. Yeah. Uh, sorry about that. Um, sorry. Hey, uh, watch Cobra. It's a great movie. Oh, my God. No. Hello. No. Hello. This week we went overboard. No. With- no. <laughs> <laughs> No. Nope. Welcome to A Match Made in Space. I'm Allie Goodman. And I'm John Walter. And we are a married couple showing each other the 80s movies of our childhood. And this week we... We did 1987's... Overboard! Starring Hollywood power couple, (laughs) Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn. um, Who, uh, according to my cursory look in the internet, are technically still together after all these years. Yeah. Supposedly 30 Uh, years. That's pretty exciting. Yeah, good for them. Um, Yeah, it's... uh, so this movie, yeah, yeah, starred uh, obviously those two. It was directed by Gary Marshall and was written by screenwriter Leslie Dixon, who basically started a very long career around this year. She also did Outrageous Fortune this year and a bunch of other movies. Um, you know, just tons of movies. I, I can't remember the name of any of them that she did, but uh, oh uh, yeah, she did. Uh, you know, Look Who's Talking Now, Mrs. Doubtfire, Pay It Forward, F- the Freaky Friday remake. Wow, she's really got some. Some fairly not that great movies, but you know she's definitely had a career. Go good for you, Leslie Dixon, doing way better than I am in Hollywood. Yeah, she's pretty awesome. I'll give her. I'll give her that too. Pretty pretty successfully making movies. (laughs) All right, John. So why don't you uh, throw out your elevator pitch? Okay. Okay. Point a camera at Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell and make up a really. Uh, cliched farce cool awesome and yours um mine is it's about amnesia and money yeah but that's every movie damn well i guess i don't i guess i don't get the pitch this week huh <laughs> no you don't because amnesia and money could clearly be um uh, uh shoot I, I can't come up with a real example but there's gonna be tons of movies where someone has money and amnesia <laughs> it's brewster's millions except 
Well, she doesn't remember it yet, except he yeah, remembers. So, <laughs> except he remembers it. Or it's uh, it's uh, down and out in Beverly Hills, except he remembers it. Damn. We're, we're, we're but there's money involved in both there's of There's money those. in both of them, and it's pretty impressive. Yeah. So. And the, like the amnesia that Hollywood has whenever it throws money after any project. Uh, okay, so let's, uh, let's, let's get into it. Yeah, by the way, welcome to welcome to Kurt Russell month. Oh, um, yeah, well that was the whole reason that I was like we got to do overboard after this one. Yeah, because you because you wrongfully hated uh, Big Trouble in Little China. I didn't so hate much. it. You hated it. I really didn't. Remember if you go the back bickering, to... we did that episode. Yeah, that but that doesn't mean I hated the movie. Oh, that meant you hated me. Yes. Okay, that makes I was calling sense. a divorce lawyer, not a Big Trouble in Little China lawyer. First of all, <laughs> there's such a thing as a Big Trouble in Little China lawyer. What well, that would be would be an Asian entertainment lawyer. Okay, well, I, Asian American. I don't actually lawyer. have any of them in my phone. I do have seven divorce lawyers on my phone, though. Right. So and, um, and Joel divorce. Joel divorce. Yes. He's not a lawyer. Bringing him Joel back. Divorce. Just a guy. Just my buddy. Joel divorce. <laughs> so okay. So uh, so I will I will tell you I have seen this movie a crap load of times so much so so much so that you're gonna try and fly by the seat of your pants on this one like i did last week yes remember how badly but here's the thing honey i think you haven't seen this movie as many times as i have right i I know this movie so well like i like well did you know until this last viewing that this movie is clearly a roddy mcdowell passion project that i didn't know rowdy roddy mcdowell ladies and gentlemen and his passion i did know he was in it but i did not know he was also a producer of it yeah. Or the producer, yeah, executive producer, executive producer. I think, of I think, I think, I, I feel like he, this is something that he was just dying to make. I think movie. so. I think you're right, and and he's actually lovely in it. There are that. Yeah, I, I, well I found it was a very strange choice to do the whole movie in his Doctor Cornelius from Planet of the Apes makeup, but yeah. I mean, they didn't they didn't acknowledge no the Planet of the Apes connection other than that. I mean, I mean, he was just a butler. I mean, right, and I mean, I guess technically Patrick. Patrick Swayze. <laughs> wow. Kurt Russell, pardon Making me. Making the 80s oh mistake of oh, all of all, our childhoods. Oh, it's they're, they're just, they're both guys with mullets who are in decent shape. <laughs> Hottie guys with mullets. Hottie guys with mullets Hottie guys 80s. with mullets from the 80s. Uh, <laughs> gonna, now I've got to find that Tumblr. Hottie guys with mullets from the 80s.tumblr.com. Well, we'll get that picture of your brother up. <laughs> <laughs> that I never put on our website. Oh, that one with him in the suit. Yeah, the one, the one we talked about like, yeah. ages ago. Shh, shh, you're not a hottie with the mullet, Sparky. Be quiet. Stay out of this. <laughs> stay, stay out of this, this conversation. Sparky. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Making making his fourth consecutive appearance on the podcast. Our dogs. Our dog. Yeah. Uh, so uh, so yeah. So oh, and I, I want to apologize to anyone last week who was traumatized by the fact <laughs> that we seem to be avoiding a screaming child. I promise you, he was crying out in happiness. He was, he was just playing. Uh, I was just uh, upon re-listening. It sounded like perhaps we had locked him in a box. <laughs> okay, dude. Um, yeah, and also uh, I also want to make an apology because I accidentally said that Loretta Divine was in Savannah Smiles, and what I meant to say was she was in Anna to the Infinite Power. I feel oh really, God. I feel shame about this. I actually felt so much shame. I pulled the car over when oh. I was re-listening to her oh, podcast. And I, I, I need to go back, actually, while we're making apologies. <laughs> two, this is a movie about apologies, two, two, Twofold apologies. Okay. One, I, I, I have to apologize to everyone for uh, the way Allie treated me last uh, podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I only have one apology, and that is actually going back to, uh, to uh, Oh God, book two. Oh, yeah. 
what Shingo, the actor who played Shingo. Oh yeah. I I, I said that he had had uh, no other uh, appearances to speak of in Hollywood, and I was corrected. Clever. And I feel really bad for this because I mean I've seen this movie a bajillion times, but he was apparently the. Uh, you were corrected by whom? Give give. Andrewella. Yeah, thank you, Andrew. Uh, you know, um. I was corrected by him uh, because he, um, I, I think Isla's how it's pronounced. Uh, if not, I'll, I'll apologize next podcast. Uh, for <laughs> we getting, started to be apologizing. You know, uh, okay, we'll be a running proud apology podcast then. But uh, yeah, he, he was the kid from the beginning of Gremlins and how I forgot that beyond Lord me. Lord knows. Lord beyond knows. me. Yeah. How I managed to forget that. So anyway, point. but yeah, so uh, okay, we've covered that this was a Roddy McDowell passion yep. project. Um, I guess next on my list of discussion is, was, 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 was Patrick Swayze. <laughs> oh my God, this is the second time. Is this like oh Chekhov's Patrick Swayze? No, what is going no, on here? No, no, because I'm not bringing Patrick Swayze up in the fifth act. <laughs> He's just hanging on the mantle, um, which is what I shouldn't do. <laughs> That's poor writing. Like, I, I just was, was uh, Kurt Russell creating a chainsaw sculpture at the beginning of this movie? <laughs> Like, I seem to remember him, like, I wrote down chainsaw sculpture in my notes, and I, I have this vague memory of him, like, like actively, like, using a chainsaw in, in, in a very arty-looking way. I, I think he was try- supposedly trying to cut wood. I think that was the idea. Wow, that he was, that's... He was a carpenter. Ah. I think that was the, the, the idea of it. I don't think he was, I don't think he has an art wait, passion wait. project of... Here's a, here's a, well, he's a car... Of, of, oh, wait, wait. Of, of sculpting okay. the woods. Okay, the question I've got here, the though, woods. is... The Wait. How many carpenters cut their own lumber with a chainsaw? Like, that, that's beyond just Honey, carpentry. Honey, they live in elk, not snout. That's what they make fun elk of. Snout. Elk Cove. Elk Cove, oh, I thought, uh, Oregon. Oh, oh, I thought they really was called elk snout. <laughs> they make- I totally missed that. <laughs> oh, my God. Admission time. I really thought they were living in elk snout, and I thought that was the, like, I was actually vaguely offended that the movie was, like, came up with a town name that ridiculous. <laughs> no, it's called Elk Cove, Oregon. Okay. Oh, my God. Do you think, do you think this movie is, like, happening in the Goonies-verse? Why? That took place in Astoria. Oregon? I think Oregon or Astoria, Washington, but it was Pacific Northwest. Why did I think it was Oregon? Or what did I think it was Astoria, New York? Oh, because there is an Astoria, New York. Because there really is an Astoria, New York. No, no, uh, no. Uh, the Goonies takes place in, in in the Pacific Northwest, and it's about working class, poor people, uh, you know, dealing what? with wealthy assholes. Well, y- yes. So I thought maybe this, maybe, the, maybe this is the Goonies verse, where, like, in the late 80s, or the mid-80s, I guess it would be more accurate, the... Uh, you know, the whole Pacific Northwest was under the control of wealthy, wealthy, awful white people. And uh, the working class had to get bang, band together either through treasure hunting or through committing kidnapping and fraud uh, to get their revenge. Well, you would think that then maybe there might have also been things in the paper where they might have been um, trying to figure out um, who, uh, who killed Laura Palmer. No, we, oh, no, 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 no. That's a completely different verse. Oh, it is. That's a completely different verse. That 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 verse, <laughs> that 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 is the Twin Peaks verse, and the Twin Peaks verse also exists in the same universe as Northern Exposure, according to my um, secret decisions. Secret, my secret tre- treaties, my secret, secret treatise, tre- treatise, not treaties. My secret treatise John Walter on. Uh, secret treatise. I, I I I think the town of the the Northern Exposure town uh, and and the, uh, the the town and Twin Peaks are in the same universe, but not in this universe. Not in this universe. This universe is the Gooniverse. The Gooniverse does not. There's no horrible murders in the Gooniverse. No, there's almost horrible murders. Right. There's there's rampant child abuse and neglect. Yeah. yeah. You know and. 
I know we're probably never going to do an episode of Goonies because, you know, we've both seen it so many times and everyone's seen Goonies. But can we just do a little tangent here while I'm thinking we've about it? We've already had one, but we can continue it we, if you Can like. we tangent off our tangent? We can tangent off our tangent. Look oh. at the tributary. It's going. Good, because I, I it's probably that Snake River in the Oregon Trail that you have to ride the, the raft down. And not get dysentery. Right. And I get just... No, wow, die, like, die all right, I, I, we got to go back two tangents because we we, we, we've gone two <laughs> tangents past the tangent I wanted to make. <laughs> Uh, is it just me, or is the Goonies like the best way to con- like to show millennials what it was like to be a, a little kid in the early mid '80s? Like your parents just let you roam off to uh, to hunt for treasure and stuff. Yeah, you know, like I, I'm pretty sure anyone born like after sites. like 1982 or '83 would be baffled by the notion that they could just go and do this kind of stuff. It's true, it's <laughs> yeah, you know, because like they, like it's a, it's a premise that just it just doesn't work anymore. I remember losing one of my slippers. Like I, you know, was wearing slippers going at the ball, and then the prince came by. And no, it's creek stomping, and oh, then creeks. one of my one of my slippers. I still creek remember stomping. It. creek stomping. I thought I was the redneck in our. Yeah, but the people that moved in next door were also from the south. So whoa, 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 whoa! Well, south doesn't equal redneck. Well, they were from the south, and they talked about creek stomping, and they took us out creek stomping. Oh, and um, did you ever go mudding with them? No, we never went mudding. Do you know what mudding is? Nope. Okay. But so I did you, go creek stomping. Where you, did, where you take your car off the road in the mud and drive it around and swirl around and, you know, spray mud everywhere and slide around on the, you know, drive recklessly on, on, off-roading? Oh, dear God, no. No, you get in a lot of trouble doing that. Where? Up here. Oh. That, that wouldn't happen. The main there. trouble you get into down there when you do that is getting your car stuck in the mud. Yeah. And having yeah. trouble getting you'd, it out. You'd, you'd, you'd get punished and grounded and the car taken away. You don't do that up here. No. Well, you, well you, you don't take your regular car. You take a fishing car. Where where are we going fishing up here? No, a fishing car. No, you don't just go fishing. You get a fishing car. What's a fishing car? Fishing car is a really piece of crap car that you buy for like a few hundred bucks that you use to go fishing and because it can stink of fish guts and bait and it doesn't who, matter because it's... Who has this car? Oh, you buy them down... That's what... Down south on like uh, used car lots, they have fishing cars. They're like the really crappy cars that like are... They're, they're, they're just in really poor shape that you... You know, you just you just buy you buy them, and basically they're the kind of car you ride till it falls apart because it's it's just a junk car that you use for to, to going out like on fishing trips and stuff. Well, okay, we don't we don't we go to the store. I know you go to the and, store and 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 buy our fish. Right, I know. I'm that. really ap- appreciative that you all catch oh, the fish for to, us uh, in your fishing cars. <laughs> Well, that we you go mudding in. No, we don't. Well, I mean, you, you, you shouldn't you, you shouldn't take the fishing car mudding. It's just your parents don't have to know about it. If you take the fishing car mudding. Because they well, how are they going to tell? The fishing car is just going to look ratty anyway. You just can't get it stuck in the mud. That's where you get in trouble. I see. The reason I went off on this tangent, by the way, was so that we would be able to under, get into the mindset of Kurt Russell's character in this film. <laughs> the redneck, uh, because, uh, snout guy. Yeah, Dean Prophet. Uh, he is a, he is a... I don't know where he's originally from because he's only recently moved to Elk Snout Cove. <laughs> Elk Snout Cove. Or, Oregon. Oregon, you know, which mm-hmm. I... <laughs> right. And so he's moved there with his uh, family of four. Four boys. Four boys. Four boys. The no, mama died. Mama on... died uh, uh, a minimum of, what, what, four or five years before? I thought he said a year ago, but I, I, might, I might be missing well, I mean, I mean, Well, I mean, a maximum of, not a minimum yeah, I of. Say, I was going to say, he's, he's got like, his, his youngest kid is like, five or six yeah i would say he's young yeah he's young but he's still old enough to like be communicative and like like he's not a toddler right no he's not a toddler you know he's he's probably like five or six yeah 
Uh, yeah. don't, don't, don't play with the dog. He's just going to growl. Um, so, so uh, right. So he moved to Elk Cove and they're about to start school. Right. And, and uh, uh, he's he's looking for work. Right. And his buddy, um, oh, what's what's the actor's name? Um, oh God, uh, Chicago time. guy. Yeah, um, I forget I'm, him every time. I have it. I had a, I had this whole IMDb thing open for this reason, and I'm closed. Haggard or something. Like no, that. it's um, it's uh, Mike Haggerty. Haggerty. Well, I knew Who, there were G's in there. Oh my God! I, I, by the way, I totally was when I saw the credits. I was I was uh, confusing Mike Haggerty with Dan Haggerty, who just passed away. Oh. TV's Grizzly Grizzly Adams. Oh yeah. And I was like, Oh my God, Grizzly Adams is in this movie. But no, of course, uh, no. I don't think no. he was in anything other than Grizzly Adams. I'm gonna get a correction from someone naming all the millions of movies he was in other than Grizzly Adams, yes, and I'll are. apologize next week for that, or two weeks from now, at some point in the future. So anyway, he goes to get he gets hired by uh, Joanna. Uh, Goldion's character, Joanna Staten. Staten. I, Staten, uh, you know, who's uh, very rich. Um, I believe the IMDb um, description of it uses the, uh, at one point, uh, one of the synopses uh, uses the term rich bitch, which is, uh, I think, a little sexist IMDb, and you might want to change that. Uh, but she but she is kind of, she's very rich, and she's kind of a bitch. Well, she's bitchy. I wouldn't necessarily, yeah. I'd call her a bitch. I'd say she is well, until she, in a bitchy I, well, manner. Yeah. But this uh, is the other thing you need to know, and why he's been hired by her, is that she's on a yacht, and there's something wrong with the boat. They were on their way to God knows where. The boat was broken down, yeah, and they had so to they get the boat repaired. And, and because she's bored, she wants her closet remodeled. In yeah, her, her, on her yacht. Her, her yacht closet. Yacht or closet. Yaz, her la, yacht closet. It doesn't work. So, um, she, and and so she hires the local carpenter, Dean Prophet, yeah. to go fix her closet. Yeah. And when he, and when he shows up there, yeah. and when he shows up there, by the way, she is, she looks like a photo negative of Grace Jones. She so does. <laughs> she's like in like this. She's at like dressed all. In, she's like pale and dressed all in like this white thing with like epaulets and big like shoulders. <laughs> like like literally like like she looks like if you if you reverse the color on her, she could have been on like. She could have been on a a date with uh, Dolph Lundgren in the mid '80s. Yeah, it's you know, impressive. Just, just like it's it's astonishing. Like it's it's a, it's, it's, it's kind and of it's, it's funny because I always think of Goldie Hawn as like the bubbly ditzy character. We are going to take a podcast break. <laughs> Our son has found something that he shouldn't have found. Hold on. Okay, so uh, our son just uh, flipped over his mattress. Used it to scale to a shelf out of his reach. Uh, pulled a bunch of books and a and a bookend down, and was just flipping the bookend up and down on on the floor in his a metal room. bookend. Metal bookend, yeah, you know. So we uh, we have, we 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 have to take a brief podcast uh, break to um, I don't know, like strap him to his bed or something, you know, with those little restraints. God, this is making us sound like such bad parents. Uh, so maybe we should edit this part out. Nah. Yeah, it's our it's our of legion work. of fan. They understand. It's a lot of work. You guys have been there. Anyway. Okay. Okay. We're back. Wow. Um, yeah. Um, since uh, since we've uh, last said those sentences about uh, strapping our kid to the bed and you know getting us in trouble with uh, you know child protection services. <laughs> Uh, we basically uh, spent a week doing some light carpentry and uh, fixing the problem. And I'm not going to lie, I don't really remember anything about Overboard anymore. <laughs> uh, so this is going to be a really odd podcast from this point on. No, I got this. No, no. I, I, I'm only I'm partially kidding. Okay, uh, apparently I was talking about uh, how Goldie Hawn always seems like this ditzy, bubbly character in my mind. But in this movie, she's basically like this cold, rich, like... 
just awful person. Yeah. You know, and I guess I guess that was kind of what she was at the beginning of Private Benjamin, but it's been a long time since I've seen that one. I've never seen that one. Oh, I think it was from the '80s, so maybe we'll end up watching it. I, although I did watch the TV show, I think more more than the, than the movie itself. I, I don't really. Uh, basically, it's a rich, rich, spoiled rich girl who ends up going to the army oh, for some reason. Okay. Yeah, it's a, I guess it's a companion piece to Stripes or something. You know. Okay. Oh, I've never right? seen Stripes. <laughs> okay, that one. That one I'm definitely going to show you. Okay. Um, because uh, as as a white male in like his early middle age, that's basically one of the de facto movies that I have to show you. Okay. Um, <coughs> well, look for future podcasts. Look for future podcasting. Um, yeah. Um, so yeah. So going back to so going back to Alan Silvestri did the music, I guess, to this movie. As I look at Wikipedia to try and remember this. Oh movie. yeah. Well yeah. The answer strong is- recommend for me, by the way. I can't even remember the movie. Well, pretty pretty good, right? Um, yeah, so basically, uh, Dean has come to fix the closet. She's obnoxious to him. Oh, and he doesn't use cedar. He doesn't use cedar, which is very funny. I use I, probably because of the, the at the time. I still remember the movie. I, I I did use cedar to make the make the frame for for my son's bed. Yes, yeah, so, but I think it was just so the moths would need his bed while I wasn't looking. Right, and I have to give you a lot of props. I really think that you did a very nice job with that bed. Um, essentially, I mean, it's, it's not a bed so much as a box well, that frame, keeps his mattress in. It's not even really a frame. It's a box, I'm, but it's, a, it's an upholstered pad Yeah, I'm box. really impressed with how you did that because um, for those of you who don't know our son, uh, he's baby Huey, and he's able to flip twin mattresses hey, Jackson, in a single... Hey, in the future, when you're listening to this, we, we love you. Oh, we totally love you. And, Mom, and Mommy doesn't think you're a big, dumb, giant duck. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> He's kind of amazing, though, because he flips mattresses and then tries to scale them and climb them. And we realized that we had a problem. We needed to fix this problem. Um, and if you got a problem, yo, I'll solve it. Yeah. I, and Check uh, out we, the carpentry. What first of all, looked it. for a bed that had the specifications we needed, which essentially were essentially a box that you could put the mattress the padded in. Padded box. Padded box you could put the mattress in, and they don't exist. And Or if they did, they were, like, way too expensive for, like, any normal human um, to, you know, pay... So John and I thought, well, he could he could make one. Yeah, yeah, I, we thought that. Actually, you thought there's no way you could make one. That's not true. Well, I actually went and looked for it. Yeah, I found I found it on a website. I was somebody, joking. Somebody created one. I was joking because you know, as a gentile, I am able to assume that I oh, can build something. Yes, this is true. This is true. <laughs> but I have learned that uh, I I did not know this until I started uh, dating and then marrying a Jewish woman that apparently. The one stereotype we wasps have going for us, or well, Gentiles in general, is that we can actually build things. Right. I did. I did not know that. So, so we're not good with money, but we can build things. Well, and I'll tell you, actually, I'm an anomaly in my people because I can build things too, and um, have spent. <laughs> I've spent time in many a construction of a theater set. Theater set building isn't really building because it gets torn down really easily. No. <laughs> Still silly. Do you I, built that, stand I built that bed frame you did. And he did. He built a very <laughs> For at nice least three years. And not only did he build a bed frame, but he upholstered it, too. Which, I mean, you know, granted, he... Uh, okay. I Let used 700 just, staples. I was about to say, this man uh, did not use a sewing machine, okay, y'all? So, but he did well, use Well, you, know you know why? Because I, I, I failed costuming, well, dropped out of costuming four times for a theater degree and ended up passing up. 
Oh, God, I hope no one at the College of Charleston ends up listening to this. <laughs> I was given credit for costuming, and I never finished that class. So I have an illegal college degree. Just, just, nobody tell them that. Yeah, um, nobody tell them that. I never, I never Don't tweet that, that or anything. Never did, a, never did a final project. Never. Did, I got I got a D Honey, for diploma in that class, and goodbye. After nine years, they were so happy that you were gone. I know, they right? Like, like, get goodbye. out. Get out. They almost had to give me tenure. It was, <laughs> it was pretty bad. <laughs> You know, for a while, for a while there, I was teaching a three hundred level history course until they realized I was supposed. To, I actually enrolled in it. <laughs> so um, so overboard. So he makes the 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 closet not out of cedar. He makes it out of what does he make it out of? Just like regular oak. 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 You know, really nice wood. But she gets cranky, and she he, she wants. Oh, they're always made out of cedar. Uh, but she wants it in forty eight hours, and he makes this gorgeous closet with like where the shoes move. And, and, like, and then I was thinking, I could be watching forty eight hours right now, yeah. but instead, but <laughs> yeah. instead, um, or the and, first forty eight even. Yes. So she, uh, so she's she's cranky with him, whatever, and it, like in some and random way, she leans over and like in this. Brazilian-looking, you know, flesh-colored. Oh yeah! Oh god, god, yeah! That's like right. a plot point, so it's important that well, you like, know well, that. Like, I, like, when, yeah, but she walks into the room and she's arguing with him. Like, I, I swear to God, I was like watching this, going, "Is she dressed like a burlesque dancer? Because <laughs> like, it looks like she's got a thong going up her crack to like to like, but not anything else on her back. Yeah. Like, and not even a connected thong. Like, yeah. the thong goes up to like a little like circle like point at the top of her butt, and I'm like. What? In, how much Goldie Hawn am I seeing in this? Because I, you know, like, like it's, it's like, it's like levels of like, it's like Cinemax movie levels of yeah. like. And then I realize it's just flesh colored stuff. It's actually a one piece. It's mesh. It's a one piece. Yeah. No, it's, it's actually. I think it's. It's actually. Well, it's a right, but it's. It's almost like uh, pantyhose. Yeah, but yeah, I think. Yeah. yeah, I think. I think it's a little thicker than pantyhose. Though. I think it's just nude color. Right, right, right. But it's like. You yeah, know, I think it's just spandex. Yeah, but yeah, it's just yeah, like, yeah. but it like it's a flesh tone that matches her skin color. Pretty, pretty damn closely. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So it just looks like she's wearing like a white, uh, like, like a horrible zebra looking yeah. like thing on her on her covering like her the front half of her body, and like. Just like up the top of her crack. crack. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but it's actually it's, a full, it's a full on one piece. It's actually like very conservative. Don't forget about the hat. Oh, yeah. well, I, would, I, I don't notice hats. I, I can't see. I'm happy. This, this hat is enormous. Oh, yeah. She has a huge sun hat yeah. on. That's right. So she, and then one I'm sorry. I was noticing the flesh colored near nudity appearance. Uh, yeah. <laughs> didn't she notice yet. I, I, didn't look, leans, I didn't notice her head. <laughs> she leans over at one point, you know, and she's wearing it's a thong bathing suit. And she leans over, and so her ass cheeks are just hanging out. And um, she has this big birthmark. I want to see the ass of a woman in her 40. Oh, hi, honey. <laughs> Yeah. Smoke bomb. Smoke bomb. Run away. Mm. Oh, yeah. I like turned 40 in between. Oh, yeah. Let's <laughs> talk about that. Let's just <laughs> in between the bring reports. it on up here. You know? Oh, we talked about it all over the place. So, um, so and, and then, and you know, he of course, he's sitting By the way, we, they, they know our age. We, we, we actually told our ages no, in the, the first episode. It's fine. So, um, so she so she shows this birthmark, right? And, you know, you think to yourself, okay, well, wow, I, I'm seeing lots of Goldie Hawn's ass right now. And that's awesome. I mean, she's, she's hot and she looks pretty good. Um, and he's obviously okay with it too. I mean, married the woman or no, he didn't. No, 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 he didn't marry. I was like, no. Nope, and I think they're still together. Right. So she, um, so th- you know, whatever you think. Okay, great. And then she gets mad at him and then there's this whole thing and she kicks him off the boat and she actually like, throws actually, his yeah, tools like, off the boat. Like, I, I, does he actually fall? No, she knocks she him, pushes him, she him pushes in the him water, into the water and then she throws his expensive tools after him. And I, he's got a, a pretty good case for small claims court. Oh yeah, or at the very least, like Wapner. He could have probably he, probably, he could have gone on Wapner. Are you really going to try to to sue that woman though, with all the money she has? And yeah. Well, oh, would you rather sue a poor person? What, what are you getting out of that? No, I'm just saying she, he'd never win. 
Small claims court, I think you'd have a chance. Well, maybe. So, uh, anyway, so now she's... she really going to bring one of her high No, she's going to sell. I'm going to tell you that right that's now. That's probably true. So Come she... Uh, that's a good point. So anyway, anyhow, so he, uh, you know, she... They they drive off. She, you know, he's left, left in Elk Cove Snout and um, doesn't have his tools. Elk Snout Cove Snout. Sorry, sorry. Elk Snout. Snout Cove Snout. And uh, goes home, and that's when you learn that he has four boys. Yeah, Four boys. Uh, well, I... The, well, I, I don't know if it's clearly as four at that point because it's like you only see like one of them looking out the window, like. like yeah, but the the teacher's there. The, the teacher's teacher, there. And she's she, talking she, to him about. Yeah, it. like, but I I don't think she ever. I, I like I I, I I don't remember it actually being clear until you actually see the fourth boy. Oh, maybe maybe. You right. know there yeah. are four because one of them was hidden or whatever. You know? Yeah. Anyhow, long story short, he has four children, and they're all boys. And you're not exactly sure what happened to their mother. We think, I think she died. She died. Is that the... Yeah, she died. The story, but we don't know when, how long back. Oh, uh, she died three years ago. Oh, okay, well. God damn it, I thought I didn't remember anything about this movie. You've seen it a billion times. I never knew, like, the actual time frame. I was pretty sure she died. I didn't know if it was a year, a couple years ago, whatever. Enough that the boys are not, like, wrecked about it. Oh, uh, yeah. They never even really mention her. Right, and I... And then, you know, like so. Anyway, yeah, he's, he's got four boys. It's a rambunctious, crazy redneck oh, house. Yeah. It's like it, it, again. It kind of. I think I may have mentioned this in the last one, of, but if I didn't, it's kind of like the house from Crybaby. You didn't mention. That. I didn't. Yeah, like I, you know, you haven't seen Crybaby, and I wish it was not made in 1990. Right. Because uh, otherwise, I, I I put that out on the list. But um, you know, basically, it looks like an Iggy Pop's place in Crybaby. Uh, it's it's awesome. just this rednecky nightmare place, um, and. Before, and before I forget, I don't know when it came in, but we're also at one point, at some point, uh, all, over the phone, we're introduced to, uh, well, I forgot the character's name, Golion's character's name, um, it's been a week. Jo- jo- Joanna. Staten? Joanna. Joanna's mother, who's played by perennial, old, rich, 80s woman, and or sex bot, uh, Catherine Hellman. Well, I was going to use her real name, Catherine Hellman, but yes, yeah, Mona, also known as the weird, stretchy-faced woman from Brazil. Um, you've seen Brazil, right? Yes, yes, okay, I okay. have. No Brazil episode coming, sorry. Um, although I will tell a story that apparently, you know, Brazil has multiple endings. Yes, I did know that. And the actually. first time I saw Brazil, I saw the happy ending alternate cut. Oh, really? That was like, you know, like made when people thought the ending was too bleak. Oh. And so I remembered it one way, and then I, I really loved it, and I ended up buying it on, uh, on what, at the time, I guess it was VHS, uh-huh. you know, and I ended up buying it on VHS and being like, wow, Brazil, you know, I went through like a kick where I bought all the Terry Gilliam movies, yeah. and I'm like, I've seen Brazil, well, that's a fun movie, real fun, real feel good, and I get all the way through the end, and the, uh, spoiler, I won't say, but it ends fairly bleakly, yeah, and bleak. I was not expecting, it's got kind of yeah, a, I would never call Brazil. there's an Ambrose Beers short story Sorry. kind of feel to it, and I was like, oh, Wow, that ending really takes all of the satire. Because it's a fun satire if you ignore yes, the ending. If you it's, really a, like, it's a wicked, dark, dark comedy. Yes. It's still a comedy, basically. Yes. But good God, I was yeah. so stunned by how that movie ended. Yeah. You know? But anyway, that I just had to get that out there. Brazil called the sack. Coming back. Yeah. Brazil Coming back to... Sack. Coming back. Brazil called the sack. Coming back. Brazil what the hell are we doing? Coming back. We're ignoring the dog who's barking. Well, not if we call attention. God damn it, you're bad at ignoring. I really am. I really am. Anyway, Edward Herman is your husband. Did we talk about that? Uh, we have not. About Chief Vampire himself, Edward Herman. That's right, baby. You know, is in fact her her husband. And I, it's really funny because I... Rant 
Staten. God, he's such a weird human Frankenstein. He, I love. I love it. I love him, but he's yes. a human Frankenstein. Yeah, I like him though. Uh, or if you're, if you're, if you're someone who's incredibly pedantic, a human Frankenstein's monster. Yes, please, please be. Uh, Although please I, be pedantic. well, I, I've always argued that the monster's last name has to be Frankenstein well, because yeah. Frankenstein was his de facto father, so right. calling the monster Frankenstein is fine. Um, Anyone who has any arguments with that, call in now, uh, you know, before the podcast is or over. Or forever hold your peace. I was, I, you know, I almost said that, but then I realized how stupid that would sound, but thank you for saying it for me. Well, thank you for calling me stupid. I'm not calling you stupid, I'm calling what you said stupid. Uh, hey, I was going to say it too. Yeah. Oh, um, great. We're going to have another argument on the, on the podcast. Uh, was, what a week ago, we were doing so oh, well. Yeah, we, were, we were bringing it together, you guys. We oh, all right. I, totally I'm officially cool. apologizing. I didn't mean to call you stupid. Mm-hmm. Anyhow, so... so. <laughs> I'm putting that out there, official public. So anyway, her, her Frankenstein husband monster. Yeah. Uh, Edward Herman. Whom I, oh, I do love Edward Herman. He's oh, a great, he's he's a great, a great character actor, actor you know. Yeah. You know, he always plays kind of a weird, creepy, you know, guy who's a little intense and strange. And uh, no, no different here, you know, he's... You know, he's just this... All the way through, like, he's just sort of a jerk, kind of all the way through. He's a rich guy, he's a rich guy. Honestly, yeah. he's, he's basically, like... I feel like he, like... Happened to be out that week when Caddyshack was occurring. I was thinking the same thing. He's just, like Ted he's, Knight. He's, he's like a younger Ted Knight. Yeah, he well, he, yeah. he's that he's that, that that stereotypical rich guy that I guess disappeared with the eighties because yeah. you never see it except ironically now. Yeah. But like you always, it was the rich guy was always the guy in the yachting outfit. You know, and he kind of don't. Well, he's, 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 he's got the yacht in the lock jaw. Muffer. Buffy, Buffy, Oh yeah, that's right. That's nine. the dumbest joke. Yeah, um, um, that is the dumbest joke. That comes in, in later in the movie, but yeah. so so she so she he can't stand her. Pretty much the crew can't stand her. Nobody. I mean, they're, they're yeah, they're they're, they're trapped in a they're horrible, trapped in a horrible marriage. Yeah, it's terrible. They're in a horrible loveless marriage. It's a terrible situation. She's still the baby. Um, to her, because she keeps talking about like maybe she wants a baby, and her mother convinces her over the phone. She's like, "Well, honey, if you if you have a baby, you'll you won't be the baby." Which I find very interesting logic, considering she had her daughter. So what happened there? Uh, well, the difference is her mother's not a huge baby. Oh, I see. Her mother, her mother, but her mother is super controlling. Very controlling. Right. You know, and I, even from far away. Like, and you see, but the problem with that logic is, we had a baby, and I'm still a huge baby. Yeah, but you're not. And I was the oldest child. Yeah, it's true. You, you were know, a baby. I'm still just a huge, giant, like drooling, babbling baby. Mm-hmm. You know, just babbling around. And <laughs> we're doing yeah. some physical comedy here. Nobody um, can see it. It's great. It's sad, man. Yeah. We should periscope this, and then no, maybe. we should not. What periscope is already dead? Is Why it? are you? I, it's got to be dead. I, I don't hear anyone talking about it. Are you kidding me? Yeah, yeah, it, it once again died. Oh, wow. Have well, you been periscoping? <sighs> Resurrected? When was the last time you periscoped? It's been a while since I have, but other people have. Like who? Other than Shalene Johnson, who? Why are we having this argument right now? There's a lot of people because oh, I, because frankly I don't remember anything about, about overboard. Oh, so okay. I'm not, uh, I moved. look. How long has it even been since we've done a match game drinking game? Oh, it's been, it's been so a while. Long. We should do another one. I wasn't I, drinking for a while. That's why. Right. I know. We're about to get rid of our cable, so we're going to lose all those match game episodes. Right, we got to watch them all. I hope match games on Hulu. Uh, probably not. Damn so man. the um, going back. So. So Grant Staten and oh overboard that's overboard, the movie yes that's what we're doing okay and um, and uh, so they're having this sort of like cranky fight 
he and she says, "Oh, I left my wedding ring out on the, you know, on the, uh, you know, outside." And he said, "So go get it. It's almost midnight." And, and at that point, we go to the telegraph office, and here comes the plot. It's the most obvious set. Like she just wanders. She wanders around on the front of the boat, like like in her high heels. Yeah, it's ridiculous. And she's you know like leaning over the bow. And of course, you know the the captain's asleep, so he's you know he's barely you know he's not really you know steering the boat very well. And Captain, and the captain's age is, I believe, deceased. He's pretty old. He's pretty old. And yeah. so she goes to reach to get her ring, and it falls, you know, down, and she trips and, and ends up in the water. So, yeah, and, da 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 plot point. And you're kind of cheering, because she's kind of awful. And at the same time, you're kind of like, well, now what? Because this is bad. But the funny thing is that right at the moment when she hits the water, she's still, she starts yelling for people that she knows. She's yelling for her husband. She's yelling for... Um, yeah, like she's conscious, she's conscious. And, and like, what's going on? Yeah. And, and like, they just drive past her. Because well, they can't hear her. They can't hear her. Yeah, they yeah just, it's not that they're water. ignoring her. And then basically, uh, you know, suddenly there's a newscast about the next day about a woman that is found, like, like washed ashore. Actually, she's found on a, by a garbage scowl. Yeah. Out in the, and like, and they've got her in like these, like, like prison clothes because yeah. that's all they had or whatever, like this jumpsuit. Yeah. And she's all like bedraggled. And... At some point during the night, I guess, the oxygen to her brain disappeared. I'm, I'm not laughing, quite sure how this happened. Suddenly she's, you know, like, suddenly she has amnesia. Yep. And she has no earthly idea, like, who she is, where, what, what's going on. And, uh, so... And, and Dean happens to see, see it on the TV. news, right? And, this, um, and, and, uh, and he, he, and then they show, it, as they show that, um, because... Grant sees it too. He goes down to get her, and then he, they, when he gets there, and she can't remember anybody, but he she's just, being awful to he everybody. Just sneaks back he just out, leaves, he's and says, "Oh, it's not." Oh, and I'll say at that point, he's fairly sympathetic because I, you know, honestly, she's kind of horrible. I would have done that if you, yeah. if, if the same thing happened with you. Well, would, of course, you would have. Well, I mean, if you were like t- treating them, the yeah, way you, you just keep me. talking. You keep talking. Oh, come on! So, um, so she. Um, everybody loves it when we fight, right? right so they end up saying right, to us, right. she's so awful to her roommate in the hospital that they actually end up putting her on like, the second yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Is she's, she's got amnesia, but for some reason, every aspect of her awful, shitty personality is there. still there. She's like, she's like, I have to. She assumes she's rich because she's got, like, you know, <laughs> you know even though she doesn't remember. You know. She's talking, you know, talking about the food, about what she's wearing, about the whole thing, and how she has to get out of there. Like, it's very right. funny. And so, so basically, because... Because, uh, you know, Dean saw the uh, birthmark on her ass, he goes and pretends, right. he decides to get revenge by going and pretending he's Oh, yeah, because she never pays him. Because she never paid him. So he's he's working out, like, what, he, what his plan to do is, while she's amnesiac, he's going to basically use her as an indentured servant and, and uh, caretaker of his children. Right. You know, by claiming she's his wife and that she works, and that she's a housewife, you know. So he tells us, like, elaborate crappy story. He tells us elaborate story. crappy story. The kids are in on it. You know, because they're they're kind of evil. Yeah. Uh, you know, and like basically, uh, our heroes are committing fraud and, uh, and essentially they, kidnapping. Yeah. kidnapping, kidnapping, fraud, fraud. Uh, involuntary servitude. Yeah. You know, detainment. It, it, like I, there's a like, about they're committing a federal crime. Many many crimes. I don't know if they end up crossing state lines if they're ever, but they're committing no. some serious federal crimes. Because I think all many, kidnappings are federal. Crimes. Very terrible. You know, so they're. You know, but it, but it's time for laughs, so it's okay. And then you know, I like guess, as they yes. as you know, so they take her home and let. You know, you know, he tells her this elaborate story about how they met and what her name right. is. He calls her Annie, right? And they and give her clothes that they found at 
thrift stores and they're like nine thousand yeah, sizes. Yeah, he sent the, he sent the kids to buy clothes and like you know like they came back with this this stuff and they're like we don't know we don't know what size she is and yeah. like and their little boys buying women's clothes so it's they're awful. Hysterical. So she's wearing these like really trashy you know. And he's like, like remember right. you used to be? She's like was I shorter? And he's like well you used to be really fat and then you lost the weight and he's like and you used to walk hunched over and then he makes her sleep on the couch because her. Quote, unquote, back. Well, no, 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 oh. no, 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 you're forgetting something, because oh. we want to talk about crimes. You're forgetting the hilarious attempted rape scene, where he, like, lays next to her, and she's like, uh, I'm not really into that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he's implying that, like, it's her wifely duty. I mean, it's implied that he's not planning to actually no, go through with it, but he's basically treating her like, well, you should be doing this sex with me. Yeah, kind of doing the sex with me? This sex with me. Okay, not that, not, not that that is an improvement in syntax. No, but it really is not. The point better. is she ends up going, like, she's like, well, you know, we'll get, now that, since you're not having sex with me, go back to your bed that you always sleep in. Yeah, which is the couch. <laughs> like, it's pretty awful. And he's really terrible. Yeah, like, he's, he's supposed to be the sympathetic character, but instead, like, basically he ends up being so awful that she almost seems sympathetic. Yeah, which I think is kind of a fun little twist. But it's I a fun think, little twist, but, but it's also, also like, it's hard with a movie when you have two characters that are, that are not great. But the best part before before they even go to bed, um, what you know, after the whole dress thing, they they tell her they're hungry for dinner and she's supposed to cook for them. Now remember, she's like never cooked a yeah, meal so in her there's life. There's comedy. There's so this got, comedy of her failing to cook right. It's pretty. It's done pretty well because he. What is? What does he say? He says, "I I hunted it. Now you have to cook it." And so yeah, like, this, he like, like a naked dead rabbit. Chicken. No, it's a naked chicken. That's right, not a dead rabbit. The dead rabbit. Hilarious. Was, and she can't get it in the. Was from Natty Dan, I think. Yeah, she can't get it in the pot. Yeah. Because the legs are like. Yeah, bouncing. she doesn't know how to trim a chicken. Very you funny. Know, and blah blah blah. And, you know, and and so there's some fail, failing and cooking and whatever. Oh my god, I totally, she, I totally understand this. Yeah, yeah, no, like that was totally you. And then she fail, completely fails to clean the house. Totally and then, me and, as well. And I, well, actually, that was me, really. Well, you too. Yeah. You know, like Between basically, the two of us. like yeah, but I, you you clean better than I do. I do. You know, because I I am incredibly horribly lazy, but yeah. I do cook. You do cook, and you cook very well. I cook well, so when she leaves me, and if anyone needs a cook, husband, uh, you know, I'll be on the rebound when you dump me, Allie. What are you talking about? I love the dirty looks you give me all this show just because I say mean things to you. Uh-huh. I mean, come on. Come on. All I do is I'm horrible to you nonstop, and for some reason, that you, you give me these dirty looks like you want to leave me, and you threaten to call lawyers. So I'm just saying, if anyone, if she ever leaves me, I can cook. Mm-hmm. Okay, you go oh, ahead. And she's and all sad, and I wasn't. Go ahead and leave. I was going for jokery. Yeah, you go ahead so and leave. Everybody, call in before the <laughs> podcast is over and tell her I was only kidding. Ow. I'm taken by this poor woman that's trapped with me. Yeah. The that's... secret is Allie lost her memory and fell off a cliff. <laughs> yeah, and apparently I'm blonde as well. <laughs> No, I'm. I'm actually saying you, Allie Goodman, not you, Goldie Hawn. Oh, I see. Um. So, uh, oh, oh, you're gonna check your phone. I see. No, sorry. Um, the babysitter texted me, so that's an important thing to note. So, sorry. Um, our son's in the bed. <laughs> What's she texting? I snuck into his room. Oh, that's creepy. I'm Rebecca De Mornay. Oh my god, no. That's a, that's a creepy movie. That's a 90s movie. Give yes, it up. I know, but it's still a creepy. Movie. I've never actually seen it, but it's a 90s movie. Very creepy. And I know movie. how it ends. Well, good. Um, so, um, you know, so basically she ends up like, they, some, some antics ensue for a while. Antics. I don't think we need to go into all no. of it. It's, you know, like some, some wacky antics ensue and eventually she, she, she gets more and more suspicious for at the beginning and she wants to know like, well, where, you know, she's just asking a lot where, of questions. Where, where, where are all my photos? Where are yeah. the photos? Of, you know, there are no, but, you know, the thing is, cause it's a guy and a bunch of, bunch of boys, uh, in the eighties, you know, like there's. 
there's no camera. There's no pictures of anyone right. in the house. So he goes and gets his friend. Uh, you know what's his name? Um, did we talk? Have we talked about? Yeah, uh, uh, yeah we uh, mentioned him. He's a uh, Chicago actor. A Chicago guy. actor guy who's I can't believe I forgot the Chicago actor guy's name. I'm gonna have to look it up. Uh, uh, not Ronnie McDowell, John. <laughs> Mike Haggerty. Mike Haggerty. Mike Haggerty. Total Chicago, Total that Chicago. guy, you know, mustachioed, round face, curly-haired dude. dude. He's been in things that I can't remember. Yeah. You know, so, anyway, you know, and, and the thing is he keeps a Chicago accent, even though this is, you know, supposed to be rednecks from the Pacific North, yeah. Elk Snout, Westland, you know. Elk Snout, Westland, I like El, that. Elk Snout, Westland. Yeah. Elk Snout, Westland. Yeah. Hi. God, you're so loud. You're peeking. You're peeking in the red. Peeking. Look at that. You're peeking in the red. Stop it. Uh, you peeked when you said stop it. I know. Back it up. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So Let's play a game to see who can peek the most. Let's not. It's me. Oh, my God. So, um, I'm like eight feet from the micro, micro, microwave for the microphone, and I'm still peeking. I'm not drunk, by the way. Uh, you, I, I, I would believe you were. I'm not drunk. Okay. No. Um, so, continue. Um, so we, you're saying Mike Haggerty, he, he doctors the picture. He doctors And this is like obviously the days before Photoshop. Yes. These, are, these look... So well, and he takes the pictures bad. from from what the pictures that they, they took of her after she was pulled out of the water. Yeah, and, they, and like they attach her head to like pictures of oh, him from like high school terrible. and things, and like it's ridiculous. It's and, like, and so all of her pictures, she looks so sad. She's like, was I always this sad? Because they're all her confused yeah. like mugshot photos. <laughs> it's actually a pretty funny moment. I would say it, it's moderately funny. It's not a bad. It's not a bad joke as far as uh, as far as jokes go. And she, he, he goes, okay, those are all the pictures. So, you, you know, now you have to, now you have to, you, you believe me? And she's like, yes. It's like, I guess I belong here in this horrible, horrible place. And right. And, horrible and gradually, like, like, and so she gradually gets sort of indoctrinated into the family. You know, she kind of, she, uh, at one point she, like, the kids get in trouble and she has to go to school and the the person at the school, the principal, I guess, uh, she's terrible. says something really bad about the kid. One of the kids, and she, and going on like her motherly instincts kick in because in her mind she is their mother. Yeah. You know, uh, they kick in and she just starts like tearing. Well, that's into because them. they said that you know they won't sit still, and she's yelling at the kids, and then she goes and looks at them, and they're all covered in poison oak. Right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So like you, you didn't even look, and like they've been complaining, they were itching all day, and like the, you know, they they didn't do anything about it. So you know, like so basically she yells at them, they all have to go home and like put on calamine lotion, and you know. Yep. And that's pretty much... Uh, poison oak. Poison oak. Late at night when you're creeping poison oak comes up. You know the the Coaster song, Poison? Lieber, no. Lieber and Solar song? That's it, yeah. Poison Ivy? It's a song about venereal disease, that, but like everyone in the 50s didn't notice that whenever it was a hit. Mm-hmm. But poison oak. So the kids have poison oak. She gets poison oak. It's all poison oaky and everybody's sad. And um, no, nobody's sad. It's a comedy. Right? It's a sad comedy. It's not really. In the a meantime, sad in the meantime, Grant Staten, uh, who has decided to abandon, he's, yeah, okay, he's going crazy town. He's going crazy town. And and at first, it's like the crew loves him, and they're all having a great time, and they're having all these parties and everything. But Joanna's mother starts calling looking for her and he keeps having these lies that oh she's not here she just left you just missed her she's out shopping or whatever and he can't keep putting her off because at some point she finally says and he, he ends up basically shacking up with a woman named Tofudi yeah. Tofudi 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 Klein I wonder if you know I was really hoping that at one point she'd have a twin sister named Tofurky but um, you know because the 80s we loved our, we loved our twins we did we loved we our, did our Doubleman our twins. twins and our Swedish bikini twins and our are essentially Sweet twins, right? Valley High twins Oh my god, were people like having sexual fantasies with the Sweet Valley High? Ah, uh, yeah. It was high school, baby. 
Did anyone in high school actually read those books? No. Were those books read by elementary and middle schoolers? Uh, okay, I'm sorry. I'm just Let's go here. Middle school, honey. How old were you when you started fantasizing? Oh, six? Were you that young? I had older friends. Oh my god, that's really kind of crazy. And a dad who just was not good at hiding penthouse. <laughs> wow. Wow. Okay, and a deep cut into John Walter's life. What? You just learned it. What? What okay. did you say? Hey, I saw that Vanessa Williams episode issue of Penthouse uh, when it aired. When it aired. When it, when it released. When it aired? What when is it, wrong with when you? When it was printed. I don't know. Are you sure it's dead? Drunk? Are you not drunk? Well, I mean, I've been paint for a while, but <laughs> I'm not drunk. Right. So, um, so, yeah, so he's having this huge party now that she's gone and basically spending all of her money because you find out later that she oh wait spoilers Allie oh, that's all found out to the very end of the movie oh sorry well I spoiled oh it. you spoiled it for me in the middle by saying it's it's all her money anyway well you made a comment about it so I, and I didn't realize that you don't find that out until the end so yeah, I'm sorry about that yeah way to ruin everything for I know I'm sorry way to ruin, in case someone's watching this movie as we do this podcast yeah, and they don't know yet that would be the dumbest thing anybody would do oh man can you imagine if we actually did horrible commentary tracks for movies Oh my god, we'd be brilliant. No, we wouldn't. It'd be awful. Oh my god, it'd just be a fight. Be, it could, you, you could walk. You could be watching like Buckaroo Bonsai while we yelled at each other. Yeah, yeah, it'd be <laughs> that'd be great. So, um, or this could be the flick. Uh, you know what? You're. You know who's gonna get that reference? Literally three people, yeah. and two of them are us, and the third one is also us. Being combined into a sort of a brindle fly creature that's the two of us. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah uh, uh, the Stephen will play the flick is poorly directed and paced. And it's, the right, it's the writer's fault too. The writer and the director all... apparently originally collaborated to make it long and boring. Um, and it's a great play with great performances. Otherwise, it's fabulous. A, performances. It's a weird, weird dichotomy where it doesn't. It shouldn't make sense, but it did. It does. Everyone on everyone on the show, every actor in the show is great. The script, the words in the script are great, but uh, it has pa- it has pauses you can drive a truck through. And what's his name? And it's Jones? done on purpose. And what's his name? Jones from the Tribune is an idiot. Oh. Just put that right there. What's his name? Chris Jones. Yeah, I, I just want to put this out there that 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 you said that I did yeah. not say. Yeah, you know that. what? I'm not an actor in Chicago. I don't need to. I don't need to kiss his dumb ass. He's an idiot. Wow. Look, you cannot pace a play so slow to make it match real life. It's art, not reality. For Christ's sake, that's why photorealistic paintings are not usually considered high art. You want a conversation that's realistic? You've got a conversation that's boring. You know? For God's sake, that show sucks. Chris Jones, you're an idiot. Come at me. Come at me, bro. I'm never going to do a play that you'll review. You you, and, and fucking uh, Fisher Stevens. I've got beef with both of you. Tell, I don't really have beef with Fisher Stevens. That was a joke. But I do have beef with you, Jones. Tell me I'm pointing you. at the mic. Tell me more about how you feel about the sitar solo in uh, the Beatles. I no, I, I look. There are some Beatles songs I like with sitar. Within with within with you without you. What, what, whatever the sitar song is on Sgt. Pepper is the reason that's not the greatest rock album of all time, and anyone who thinks so is a fucking idiot boomer. It's not even the best Beatles. I'm not even the top five Beatles album. I'm gonna tell you that right now. I'm gonna have strong opinions about everything except Overboard. That's my <laughs> new thing. I'm not going to talk about this fucking movie anymore. I'm just going to talk about random shit that makes me angry. Awesome. Like, how how dare the captain from the Captain and Tennille have the name the captain whenever he could use his birth name of Daryl Dragon. There. That is a pretty awesome name. That is a great name. God, I'm so angry. <laughs> Daryl Dragon, man. We should all... Do you not read my Twitter feed? I've like four times I've gotten angry about that and gone off on long rants. I do, and I forget the name every time. And Daryl Dragon! And, and I'm sorry, but... Reading your Twitter feed is not really at the top of my priority list. 
you, you, you matter, but not that much. Guys, my Twitter feed is way better than, than my performance in this podcast. It's probably true. I can delete tweets, but I don't edit <laughs> this podcast for shit. Not at all, people. Not at oh all. Oh my god, what were we even talking about? I don't uh, even care. Grant Staten, Foodie yes. Klein. <laughs> so one of the big things that happens, because you know now that Joanna has decided that she is actually supposed to be part of this family. She um, helps, uh, Dean has this dream, he and his buddy, the one that And, and like all comedy movie dreams from working class people, it's actually an insanely stupid idea. Yeah, they wanna they want to build um, a mini golf. Uh, thing. Oh, I guess it, it. it's not a dream, like a huge dream. It's yeah, just a, hey, it's just we, like, like, we wanted like, this. They need investors and they're going and they to have, have this a meeting. They don't have it. a theme for it. So she helps them sort of create a theme for it, which is essentially the seven wonders of the world. I guess. Which she knows all about, but she doesn't know why she knows all right. about. Right, she knows she speaks French, but she doesn't know why she speaks French. And then they go, oh, because you were in the Navy. And she's like, oh, yeah, I was in the Navy. Like, right, yeah. crazy. So she um, she remembers... Um, oh, and at one point, uh, by the way, at one point they lied. Mike, you know, being a big, fat, slovenly, weird, drunk dude. Um, not Mike. Billy's his character. Billy's name. the character. Mike Haggerty uh, is the actor. Sorry, you're not a big, fat... Well, you're kind of a big guy, but you're, you're awesome. I like you. Good, that guy. Is he still alive? Did he have a heart attack? Probably had a lot of Polish sausage in his life. <laughs> but anyway, oh anyway, um, anyway. Have you all followed in his brain? Because I, I'm, I can't anyway, follow uh, him. Mike Haggerty is, uh, you know, like her friend. Like they, they. Um, oh no, he's yeah, he's alive. He's younger than my dad. Okay. Oh wow. We all just went with him. Did you all go on this yeah. trip with him? So anyway, she at one. I had a point. I can't remember. What I want to hear. No, it. I remember the point. Okay, tell the me. The point was like it comes out that like apparently she dated him in high school. Oh yeah. Which was kind of a weird. Like I can't remember why he decided she had. To oh, date I him know in why. I know why. Oh no, no, I don't. That Billy Pratt. Why? Why did it came up that they dated in high school? But then it becomes a bigger deal when she's they they're going to this. Um, they go hunting the the day that they're going to meet the investors, and she's cleaning his truck out. Um, because there's feathers, and she opens up the the uh, the the glove compartment. Oh, and, and finds the, the panties. Yeah, because yeah, when she was found, the only thing she had on her were the were panties. the JS panties and the JS for Joanna Satan, obviously. And he he takes them out of oh the, out of the oh god, I thought that was John Stark panties. So when he takes them out of the envelope that they give him with all the pictures and all the all of her you know personal artifacts from the the hospital. Um, the police, you know, release it to him because he's supposedly the husband. He just throws the panties in his glove compartment, and then she finds them, and it becomes this like almost fight. And then yeah, she thinks she's cheated on. Her. Yeah, and he saves the day by saying that they're his, and she's like, "What?" And he's like, "Well, I don't know. I, don't, I mean, I don't wear them or anything, but uh, you know, I, I strayed from Gertie, his girlfriend, or whatever." And she's like, "Oh," and he's like, "Well, you didn't call me Bad Billy Pratt for nothing." <laughs> Like, so so he totally lies and covers for him. Oh, that's not why. That's not why he said he dated her. Because oh, he's yeah. like, because like he was like, I didn't want anything bad. Of me. I know we used to, you know, I know we used to date, but you know. No, 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 no. He doesn't say that. He, uh, as a matter of fact, Dean brings it up, and she doesn't. She asks him, "Hey, well, so when did we date?" This is earlier, and yeah. he doesn't have a clue about it. Right. Yeah. I, I think I think he was just doing it to be like be because, jerk, she, because yeah. it was burping and being gross. And yeah. Like, we well, used to date him. Yeah. 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 Or maybe I can't remember. Yeah, I can't remember either. But it doesn't matter. How can you not remember? You see this movie sixty well, eighty thousand. I know. You you know yeah. all the lyrics to the songs in it. Well, actually, the song in it. Jim Dandy to the rescue. Except it's a great Dandy song. I love that song. Rescue. I don't care. Go you know. Jim Dandy. Go Jim Dandy. Okay, that's it. 
Do you want to vamp while I go get the dog, or do you want me to vamp while you I'd like you to vamp, because every time I vamp, I end up, uh, like, you one step lock? closer to being divorced. Yeah, you, you also vapor lock. So, this is not helping me vamp. You, t oh. you singing over me is I was not vamping helping. while you vamp. You're also being loud in front of our son's door. So, so, uh, so she, you know, he, she hands uh, Dean his underwear when he's, like, washing his face, and, he's, and he tries to tell her the truth because she, he knows that he's not going to be able to keep this lie up. And the truth is that he's starting to fall in love with her, and she's obviously falling in love with him. And they, you know, well, she assumes she's already been in love with him. Right. She's well. She assumes that she married him. She doesn't necessarily have to be in love with <laughs> it's him. Like miles away from the microphone. I know. You, you John said he, she, she's already been in love with him. And it's like, or she assumes she's always been in love with him. But I don't know if that's true. I think she's, you know, trying to figure it out. Hi, Sparky. Um, uh, welcome to the podcast again. Again for the every time. Oh, the worst dog. So, um, as we, uh, as, so as as uh, as you know, as she hands him the panties to wipe his face. By the way, if you hear that, they start to have. That's a, not me being gross. And they start to have this so. fight, and then that's when Billy jumps in and says, "Oh, well, they're actually mine, and I did it, and it's my fault." And because she goes to try to like get recon, she also finds out that he's doing um, work shoveling fertilizer at night. Um, to Dean is to make money um, for the family, and she didn't know that because he always says he's going out with the boys, and then she follows him because she thinks he's yeah, cheating on her. And it turns out he's he's actually not a monster. He's just moonlighting. So well, he is still a monster because he's been keeping a slave with yeah, lies. Well, yeah, yeah. He even makes that joke. Slave. He's like, my oh my god, a wonderful slave. Like he even makes the joke. Wow, a Zippy Duda, a song that has its own weighted uh, racial connotations, huh? Yeah. Apparently, according to... Especially given that Kurt Russell's relationship with Disney in his early years. Oh. What? Yeah, he was a young Disney. Oh, that's right. He wore tennis shoes. Yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. He was also a semi-pro base baseball player. Uh, you know, there's a great documentary on Netflix called The Battered Bastards of Baseball. About, uh, I did not know that. About their in the independent baseball team he played on in the 70s. Frank Welker uh, just made a, a little appearance, you guys. Yeah, a little bit. Just a tiny one. Don't make fun of my, don't make fun of my yawning, Dad. No, no one knows our dog voice but us. <laughs> well, Alexis knows it. Alexis also could have sewn the uh, upholstery for you. I was thinking about that earlier. She lives 2,000 miles away from us, honey. I know. Sorry. Well, am I going to mail her the bed frame? Yeah, yeah. I don't understand mail the problem. Is. Well, well, you don't need to do it anymore because you used staples. Yeah, well, and you're supposed to use staples on upholstery, honey. You're not supposed to sew upholstery to No, 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 no. I meant to... No, that's not what I meant. I meant to make the thing so you could have cut it and made it eh. nicer and yeah. the corners and the whole thing. Eh. Anyhow, so... um, Oh, sorry, Sparkle. I love so, that. So they I, go I, to welcome, the, to, welcome to Home Furnishings Talk. Uh, <laughs> so they go have this meeting with the investors, and, of course, they, they get the money, and then he takes her out um, for a, you know, whatever, like a celebration. And then, of course, they have their special night and he buys her a washer dryer or something yeah he buy, he buy, yeah because well like she was washing the, the clothes. clothes by hand yeah. i guess there's a very nice montage of her the first time that she tries to because he leaves her a chores list and but the house by the end of it the house is actually really clean yeah, the house she, looks she really actually, nice she's like painted she actually figures it out yeah like, she does a really good job um and then one of one of the boys, you can see that. Oh, she, and the reason he didn't tell her the truth is the kids didn't want. Right, want the kid. That's right. The kids get really attached to her, and the, the the youngest one can't read, and so she's starting to teach him how to read. And um, he makes her a macaroni necklace, which comes in handy later. But the big thing that happens when they go out, when he takes her out to celebrate, is um is uh, he tells her the story of Arturo and Katerina, um, that Portuguese apparently guy yeah Portuguese. 
fishermen. And there was a Portuguese fisherman off the, that, that told him the story. Yes, and, and essentially the story is like it's a myth that um, when... Uh, Why there are three bells clanging. Right, three bells that, that... or No, it's three horns that... Three horns blown yeah. when the ships come into harbor. Right, and that's because um, when uh, they he would fall in love with this woman and... They, he he was a lowly fisherman, and they didn't you know didn't want him to get together. So they they sent him away on his boat, and um, he promised her he would come back. And um, he said, "When I come back, I'll blow my horn three times, so you know it's me." And so he comes back, and um, it's a foggy day, and he blow like blows the horns, and she hears them, and they start yelling for each other, "Katerina, Katerina, Arturo, Arturo!" And he can't see, he can't get in, and so he jumps into the water, and she jumps into the water. And, um, and of course, you know, you think, oh, and they found each other and it was beautiful. But uh, as Goldie, Goldie Hawn learns in the story, um, actually, they both drown. And the idea is that when the spray comes up, they're actually reunited under the sea and um, they're apparently having sex. Yeah, it's, I, 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 I'm assuming that spray would be, uh, you know, would be ghost cum. Ghost cum. Come you know, that, that's that's what that, that's what I led to believe. What am I looking? For I don't this? know why you're looking. So um, so yeah, it's a very odd moment, but but um, important plot point that happens later on. But uh, yeah, so so the story of Katarina and Arturo. And I'm, glad, I'm glad you said that because I'm sure they thought, wow, why did Ali just tell us? Yeah, this well, it's, it's important because it's to be honest, it's a fairly boring story in the movie. I think it's sweet. Okay, I've got a couple Romantic. moments. I got a couple moments here that uh, I don't know the context of anymore okay. because it's been go so ahead, long. Go ahead, I, go ahead and speak them all. Maybe you know. Number. Yes, I will. Uh, at what point is Zach Morris's cell phone show up? <laughs> what? Was that on the ship, maybe? Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. That shows up on the ship. Um, well, first, first, uh, no, she when has he's it. on the phone? Yeah. No, she has it, and then he's on the phone with her. Okay, so the, the ship mother. phone looks like the Zach Morris's cell phone. The ship cell phone, yep. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Um, I have, in quotes, anal compulsive huns? Would that be the children? Who's... Anal compulsive... Oh, um, no, uh, that's earlier. That's what um, Goldie Hawn says to the teacher when she when she when she doesn't oh, notice that they have the pose and Yeah. Yep. And uh, I, I also I'm have. I'm impressed with myself for remembering that. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, goofy Lincoln again. Apparently, there's another Goofy Lincoln. Yes, there was a Goofy Lincoln. Um, there was a there. Yes, there's another Goofy Lincoln. I mean, we could have a big deal about the, the, those. For those uh, people who remember our Oh God uh, book episode. two episode, the terrifying Lincoln. The terrifying um, Lincoln. So yeah, there's also some sort of weird Lincoln. Oh yeah, oh and that's at the very end. That's yeah. at the end. Yeah. And, uh, uh, I also have White Froth checkout panties, which I guess um, that must be from your story, I guess, or something. Checkout panties. Well, it's either checkout or checkius. <laughs> checkius pirates. <laughs> She said, I take these notes for myself, and I, I assume if we're doing the movie very shortly, I'll remember it, but I, I, I don't remember. Check out panties. Oh, man, I don't know what this is. This is very funny. Yeah. Jim Dandy to the rescue. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that, that, they can't read that that also was written there. <laughs> I skipped over it because we'd already talked about that. Uh, so, yeah, those are the par parts of my notes that I actually have written down, and uh, so, but I don't know where, I didn't know where they fit in. So, okay, so. Um, continuing the movie. Yeah, so basically, I, I think we, at this point, we can get to the, like, yeah. you know, the, the meat wrap, of it. Wrap it up. Eventually, yeah. um, basically, the, the mother is. The mother is finally going to like basically come, come, visit. In, come visit. So Grant has to go get her, and he must. I don't know how he knows exactly where she is, but uh, you know, I guess he's wealthy. He found the way because there's never really an explanation. But suddenly, yeah. he just shows up there. 
The assumption is he probably went back to the hospital. She's not there anymore. He found out who got yeah, her. Yeah, I mean, and... so so he shows up, and at, and, she, and at one point, Goldie Hawn walks up and goes, "Oh, hi, Grant." And while she's going by, and then she's like, "What?" Like and she, she remembers, and she yeah. starts remembering basically everything. And then she realizes that she knows that that she was lied to, to, and she, it's terrible. Yeah. And, 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 the, and so she ends up leaving with Grant, who is her husband, and leaving and, all the kids, and leaving all the kids, and start banging on the limousine. That's yeah, just such a sad moment. Yes, it's because they're kind of heartbroken, you know. Right, and then she she goes back, and they're they're there like at, on the yacht. Grant, the mother, you know, Catherine and, the, Hellman, and, and their psychiatrist, psychiatrist. who is a. Uh, Henry Allen Miller, he's one of those that guys, um, yeah. you know, playing like their their weird psychiatrist, like God, he's basically insane up. himself, obviously. Yeah. And you can see that she's, uh, you know, as you know, as, as time goes on, she is very clearly, you know, like realizing that this lifestyle is not for her. And right. Like, like at one point, like uh, she actually gets up and gets something for someone. Yeah, like and she like, serves instead of them. the servant. Yeah. yeah, she gives them like she serves something for them. She's nice to the servants. She goes down and does liquor shots with them. She yeah, like, shots. well, she sneaks off and does that. Yeah. Uh, you know, like I'm saying that during the the, the dinner. Oh, during the dinner, she asks for, she asks for a beer. Yeah, she asks for a beer Which because she doesn't want crazy. she doesn't want like the martinis and whatever yeah. that they're drinking. Um, you know, and 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 of course we get some more uh, of Roddy McDowell just being ew. Yeah. <laughs> you know. But delightfully ew. Yeah, delightfully ew. You know. And uh, uh, and so you see and, you see that this new that the going back to her old lifestyle is not. Yeah, she she, she realizes she. Yeah, she apologizes. Like she apologizes to you know to to their butler. Uh, you know, like Roddy McDowell for the way she treated you know treated him and um, and he and he kind of tells her you know like basically. Well, you know, most people don't get a chance to see life from both sides. Right. He gets his moment. Yes. He's, well, he's the executive producer. He better right. get a moment. He gets a nice monologue yeah, important like, you moment. You know Bright Eyes. Oh, my God. I'm making Planet of the Apes references to a woman who I know has never seen a Planet no, of the Apes I've movie. I've never seen Planet of the Apes. So. Yeah, thankfully, not even the Burden. No. Um, so, she, so uh, essentially, she talks to the... She wants to turn the boat around. Yeah, she's and uh, miserable. She, she basically... He, he helps her commandeer the boat. Yeah. Um, and know, she turns the boat around and, and they, she and decides they, to go back to... Um, right. and, they, see, they, and at and the same time... Like, wait, but at the same time... <coughs> oh, yeah. Um, 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 Russell has been like like been told, you know, you got to go get her. Yeah, you know? and the and kids... So, so they decide to go get her. Yeah, so and they decided... They, and, and somehow they managed through through their connections with Billy. Yeah. Billy or whatever. Billy was in the Coast Guard. Billy was in the Coast Guard, so... Uh, they they somehow managed to commandeer a coast guard vessel, <laughs> right? And to they, go and and uh, and so they're chasing they're chasing after the yacht the yacht and and Grant but Grant uh, gets up and he take he he gets back into the bridge of the ship and he takes control accuses her of mutiny yeah and says and like, starts and, going insane and they, they, yeah he goes he goes completely off the deep end he's like telling her I never loved you like, I'm like, a I'm a, a I'm a god at sea. I, I can yeah. do whatever I want. Yeah. I'm at sea. I'm a god, you know. Yeah, and so, crazy. like, basically, he's trying to take her away. The Coast Guard's chasing them, you know, and uh, and they're just about to get there when they get a report of like poachers, poachers, salmon poachers, salmon poachers. You know, you know, the Coast Guard gets this the Coast Guard. And like, well, salmon poachers that that outranks this problem. We got to go. And so they're trying to turn the boat around. He's like, but I need to, you know. Don't, you know, but we need to get like get her, and, and so he rings the bell, blows the horn three times, and then and he she, yells, "Katarina, Katarina!" And she yells, "Arturo, Arturo!" And, and so she, he jumps she, in the water. She jumps in the water, and it's this beautiful. And then they both drown. No, they don't. Mirroring the tra- and the movie ends on a somber it's note. So not that we uh, you know, ends. as uh, you know, uh, the the 
the, the children all commit suicide and Grant goes to jail and Fortinbras comes in and <laughs> uh, becomes king. Yeah. And uh, and thank you for listening to this week's So, Allie, um, was this movie worth... Oh, oh uh, wait a minute. Hold it. Oh, it's right back. I, that was the Brazil I, ending. I, the other ending. Uh, it's totally very good. <laughs> yes, I thank you. Come in, kudos. Uh, so, no, and they end, up, they end up together and they... they, and, they then and the Coast Guard, of course, because he's now a man overboard. Yeah. That they have to turn the boat around again because that now outranks the salmon poachers. Right, right. And, oh my god, I just realized he's been responsible for the illegal deaths of so many salmon. Yes, he's so such a tragic. He's so tragic. So many salmon. When they get back on the boat, um, he's like, you know, was it, you know, was it worth it giving up? I can't believe you gave up all that money. And she's like, oh, I didn't. And he's like, she's like, it's mine. It's all mine. And you realize that Grant has no money. And then they're, and and that so now they're all super wealthy. And, yeah. Uh, you know, they're they gonna, start making out the Christmas. They list. start making out the Christmas list, and uh, you know, and the then, best. And, 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 and of course, uh, you know, uh, he's like, what can I possibly give you that you don't already have? Talking about Christmas and she turns and says, a little girl, even though I'm like 45, <laughs> you know, but it was sweet. It was a very sweet moment. And then that's basically the ah. end of the movie. And, you know, and then they, they you know, they, they, you know, they play walk of life and uh, the credits roll. No, <laughs> they play. Did they? What do they play? Whatever. Maybe a song that has overboard in the title Probably. or something, you know? Something, something by Juke Joint Shelly. Who's overboard? Something by Juke Joint That sounds like Johnny Nance. And she jumped in the water too. You know, if this movie, actually, if this movie had come out even a year later, there would have been a rap song at the end recounting the plot of the movie. Totally. That's yeah. exactly right. Was. Like there was a man overboard and he jumped in the water. She was there and he, she isn't his and, daughter. Wow, that that was some real good. You know, like I, I, don't, I don't know how you I don't know how you didn't start that rap with my name is Allie and I'm here to say <laughs> I want to tell you about overboard in a major way, <laughs> fruity pebbles. <laughs> the dog almost attacked me. I think it was because I was throwing Beastie Boys hands, circa 1986. <laughs> you know, I listen to the hard rap. <laughs> <laughs> or any rap that isn't about our nation's first secretary of the treasury. So true. <laughs> um, okay. So that's basically uh, kind of the end of the movie. Um, I guess, uh, Allie, uh, yes. I will ask you our traditional question. Yes. Was it worth revisiting? Oh, yes. I love this movie. I, have, I am such a nerd for this movie. I think it's fun. I think it's stupid. I think it's fun. It's just... It's wacky and weird, and it still makes me laugh. And absolutely, it was worth revisiting. I, I don't know how weird it is. The weirdness to it. Maybe I, I, I'm not really sure what would be very weird to it. Um, is it worth watching, John? Wow, that was a really formal way of asking that. Because... Jonathan, Jonathan Walter, Jonathan Robert Walter. Oh no, they now know your name. Um, oh my God! Now they're now I'm gonna get all this junk mail. <laughs> I'm gonna get fished. Um, was it worth watching? I would honestly say, I I guess it was worth watching in that it, it, it was it was a very pleasant movie. I don't think there's anything really special about the plot. It's it's basically your it's a pretty workaday farce kind yeah. of plot. It's probably been done. I'm sure there's like five 1930s movies. Uh, you know, you know, it's 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 a, it's a definitely it's it's your basic screwball comedy kind yeah. of plot. Um, but I do think I do think there's a lot of charm to it. I think that I think I think you know like. The real life chemistry between Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell, you know, 
it, 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 it's on the screen. Yeah, uh, you can see like, it. They, they obviously, you know, like, it, like they, they, they have fun. They're having fun doing this There's movie. a trust that they have in each other. Right. They're, really they're, they're having fun. It, it's an, it, like, the cast is, makes it feel good-natured enough yeah. that I, I, I give it a lot more of a pass than I might otherwise. Because yeah. overall, it's kind of a generic movie yeah. to me. You know, I, I don't have any attachment to it like you do, so... But I, I do think it, it was, I, I definitely enjoyed watching it. it. It feels like the kind of movie that probably should be watched on a Saturday afternoon. Yes. Like on TBS. Yes. Like, you know, assuming TBS still does movies. I don't really know. I they don't used to. They used to. You know, it's like I a superstition kind of movie. Yeah. Do you watch after the car, after cartoons are over? Yeah. But, you know, like, there's just, the only sports on is, like, golf. And you're too young to you're drink. You're too young to, yeah, it's like, ugh, what can I do? I, I got nothing really better to do. And it's, like, raining outside. It's like, ah, overboard, what's this? Like, that's the way this movie feels. Sure. You know, it's like one of those kind of movies. I feel you on that. Like, I could definitely watch it. It's probably how I watched it all the times I watched it. That's when true. I first saw it. Yay. So, yeah. Yeah, I think I, I think it, I would say it is it is it is a it is a very qualified worth watching. It's not, it's worth seeing in the sense of if it's on and you don't got nothing better to do, it's pleasant. It's a it's a pleasant fun. Movie it, it, it's fun to see. It's fun to see uh, Goldie Hawn taken down a peg. In and not that I think she needs to be taken down a peg in real well, life. She's a she's in a, this movie. She's the married equivalent of the rich dowager. In this movie. Yeah, and that's kind of fun to watch. Oh wait, I haven't done this in a while. She's kind of a Margaret Dumont. Ah yes, <laughs> you know that was Chekhov's Margaret Dumont reference. You, you, when you have a uh, Margaret Dumont character early in the podcast, and you, you do refer to it later. Hey, do um, we, we haven't done any shout-outs today? Um, um, I don't think we have. I don't know if anyone. anyone no, we did. We had a shout-out. No, before. we we had somebody who said something, and I was going back to. Well, Jazz Dragula said she, he, li- he liked the way. There we go. Did. Daniel Butler said he liked the way the podcast has uh, it sort of uh, evolved into us just bickering over minor plot points about the movies. Is that what he said? <laughs> yeah, something like that. I don't know. I don't have it in front of me. You don't have it in front you of me. You want to bicker at me about what he yeah, said? Yeah, I'd like to bicker you. No, I'm actually trying to vamp it so that I can go find it. That's actually what I was trying to do. Okay, <laughs> well, okay. Uh, I, I'd also like to uh, give a shout out to uh, my dog. He's terrible. Mm-hmm. He's just sitting there shivering because he's a chihuahua, so he's shivering all the time. Oh, wait, um, friends, Ferdinand, too, uh, gave us a little tweet. Yeah. yeah, well, Ben, Ben, moment. Well, I'm trying not to say anybody's real names because I screwed that up the last. Well, time. the only one, the only one whose real name you can't say is. <laughs> um, Mr. Black. Uh, but apparently, the Bickersons go to Hawaii and so on. Wow. That one made me laugh. Well, uh, you didn't see that one? No, I didn't see that you can one. Read it, you can read it out loud just for the world. Oh, uh, oh yeah. I, uh, it, it'll be you know like I, I apparently in response to. Uh, Oh yeah, I made the joke uh, based on the, uh, the 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 Jazz Dracula tweet uh, about uh, I like it at MMIS podcast. By the way, uh, that's our Twitter handle. Has turned from a couple discussing movies from their childhood to two people bickering about minor details. Blah blah blah. And I said we're bickering now about whether this is a good thing, which got the response. It'll just be the obvious network movie cash-ins after this. The Bickertsons go to Hawaii and so on. Yes. You know, so I, I wow, we really took the thunder out of that tweet. Sure that was did. really funny in context. It we really, really was. Sucked joy out of it but uh, but you should go look at it at mmis podcast and see for yourself how how did you retweet it yes oh yeah you did i did, did we share know? that account so i never know like half of what's going yeah, on I know, right uh, like, like one right. of us will check it and then the other one's like oh, yeah, did you tell, oh didn't you did, oh you didn't know oh you didn't oh, right. notice that oh too bad for you <laughs> which is why we also have such radically different posts you know like yeah. sometimes like i'll just there'll be a wonderful like post uh talking about how great cobra is and then sometimes there'll be this incredibly wrong-headed post about how bad cobra is uh-huh 
Yeah, but you can also, um, you know, tweet us specifically. Uh, you can tweet this Yahoo over here at Hitler Puncher. And you can tweet this Lilliputian. I was making a sophisticated Jonathan oh, Swift reference oh, because Yahoo well com originated from uh, Gulliver's Travels. Um, you can tweet. You can tweet her at Ali, A L I, like Muhammad Ali, underscore Goodman, like Good Man. And, uh, yeah. Um, oh, and again, you can follow us, uh, as I said, at MMIS Podcast. It turns out MMIS, in a bit of trivia, is short for Match Made in Space. I know, it's kind of brilliant, right? It's a um, delicious acronym. A delicious acronym. We also have a website. We do have a website. It's matchmadeinspace.com. And we have an email, which is matchmadeinspace at gmail. Feel free if you have something that would take more than 140 characters to tell us, uh, you know, uh, you know. Do it here. And hey, if it's an interesting enough letter, maybe we'll read it on the air and, uh, I don't know, do some sort of strong baddie kind of making fun of it. I don't really know. If you found us on our website, that's awesome. If you found us on iTunes, also awesome. And hey, if you're on iTunes and you want to rate and review us, that would be super duper yeah. awesome. Because hey, we're really trying, not succeeding, but we're trying to get this out on a more regular basis and actually get people listening to this, you know, so it'd be, be kind of cool. Yeah, it would be awesome. And Because and otherwise, if you don't if you don't rate and review, it doesn't get noticed, uh, you know, like, uh, you know, if you, you want it to pop up and we want it to pop up in searches in case people are like, you know what, I need another movie podcast because there's, yeah. there's only like five movie and podcasts not <laughs> out there, you know, but... But, but here's the trick. Ours isn't necessarily a bad movie podcast, which is what almost all movie podcasts right. are. Or or a serious, like, discussion of cinema podcast. Yeah, we're not like cinema. Our, ours is a, you know, it's more of a it's more of a marital problem. I was about podcast. to say that. I was like, there's going to be some psychiatrist you know, like, no, you've listened to this. I'm, you guys you know, we, 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 we do good movies, we do bad movies, we do in-between movies. All that happens, all, our only requirements are movies that were released between January 1st, 1980 and December 31st, 1989. Exactly. That's it. That's it. All right. Well, so, uh, uh, this has been quite the in you know we said our last episode was shambolic but like this one had like this was like deep well, edited to be fair like it wasn't really edited the, that's not fair yeah, no well, yeah it hasn't been edited yet no, it, was and like it never cut, will be it was like no, it, oh, it was, was, it, was cut. Trunk, it was it was cut short and interrupted well you gotta remember this was overboard interrupt us we went upstairs and fell off uh you know our house into the water and then we, <laughs> we had amnesia. It took us a while to remember who we were, the, and then we had a podcast. For a while, oh we were the God. slaves to uh, Kurt Russell in his weird uh, elk snout, uh, you know, ranch. Yeah. You know, we were raising his. You guys have kids. no idea how we got back here. Yeah. That was when we were in uh, we were in our uh, brindlefly form. <laughs> yes, the brindlefly form. My God, oh God. we're in this podcast. Let's make it happen for these poor people. So. Um, this oh, this was a match made in space. Signing, Signing off. off. Adios. Sparky, you want to give your elevator pitch of this movie? Holy crap. Yeah, that's that's pretty much it, bud.